You are partners in life, but also professionally. Is it the first time that you are interviewed together? Yes, interviewed, yes. I mean, we've worked together many times. And, and of course, we privately, we talk about intimate things all the time, but not necessarily in public. We are here to talk about spirituality and relationships. Yep. A new podcast series. Yeah, it's part of the same podcast series, Spirituality for Today. Um, but it's a new little series on spirituality and relationships. So a particular aspect or application of spirituality. Why spirituality and relationships? Well, for most people, relationships are a pretty vital part of life. Um, partnerships, I mean, of all kinds, but especially of the romantic kind. And it would not be a very complete or holistic spirituality if it didn't include relationships. That's how I see it. And I see it as a chance for me and Mickey, my wife, to show up in the world <laughs> and show the world what we have in all its beauty and and ugliness and um, glory and shame. We don't want to pretend that we have the, the answers to relationship. What we wanted to bring is every relationship is unique and it's a piece of art in progress. Um, it needs work, uh, it needs attention and um, don't settle for less. Yeah, when we work together, we may make some little joking reference to our relationship or to each other, but this is the first. So this is a kind of uh, coming out, if you like. Also in this podcast about our relationship is that we, we do hope that this can inspire people to bring more meaning and depth into their relationship, um, more spirituality. Um, but we also, there's, a, there's a real humility because we are not presenting ourselves anything close to the perfect couple. I mean, we have our perfect moments But, you know, we talk about work in progress. Relationships are also messy. And ours is absolutely no exception. A lot of spiritual teachers talk about, about spirituality without including themselves. And, um, well, including how spiritual they are, but not how... Um, that they also have broken parts and not talking so much about their personal life. And I think that is um, definitely what James is trying to do and what we hope to do uh, tonight about our relationship. What is the source, the deeper source? What ground does your work come from why do you do what you do 
Well, the ground of my work is myself. So, you know, in terms of priorities in life, my own spiritual path has consistently been, if not the most important part of my life, certainly up there, you know, parallel with relationship, family, and so on. So the source of what I say is always my own experience. Now, I will then look for corroboration from other sources, you know, different spiritual traditions, and I've followed many different spiritual methodologies, but I do feel more and more it's really on my own authority, in the sense of authority, in the sense of my own genuine experience and so anything we say about relationships will have the same ground is that it's grounded just in our experience of a relationship we didn't read a whole load of handbooks on how to do spiritual relationships (laughs) could you say that doing this podcast on relationships and starting with your own relation that it is uh, a showing up of your part? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, that's really how I see it. As hoping it's 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 a show it's a it's a we showing up. You know, I have the I showing up in the whole spirituality for today's series, but this is a we showing up. It's an us, it's a James and Mickey showing up. And that's different. And I, and I can feel the difference right now. It has a different vibe to it. Not being a mainstream couple is one thing. And, and it, it, you know, we've had our glory moments and our struggle moments in it. But to tell the world about it is another, it's just another step. I would say what is spiritual is in everything in life is challenging, questioning what one is just brought up to believe. So we're always in the individual spiritual path or the the together spiritual path in a relationship. I think the spiritual attitude is, well, what is our kind of authentic, unique expression? So there will be an automatic questioning But the questioning doesn't mean to say that you will then decide to be different from everyone else. But you are questioning the norms. So we've done that with everything, with with, with career, with um, where we live, the, the, the way we bring up our children. So the relationship and sexuality, which is one of the big boxes and norms that one can be in or out of is 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 simply just another one of those areas to be questioned and just to make a conscious choice so if it's about monogamy or or non-monogamy for example you might after a deep inquiry and looking at each other's needs and histories and desires and hopes you may still decide to have an utterly monogamous relationship, but it's a conscious choice. So that's the spiritual part, that it's, it's much more conscious. It's not just being on automatic pilot with the social norms. 
give each other a lot of freedom. I think more freedom than average couples, and freedom that doesn't that doesn't mean do whatever you like, but you know we spend a lot of time away from each other in groups. Uh, I, I give retreats away. We can have dinners with friends, also with different gender friends, uh, without always having to do everything together. And the other, the other one is um, that we don't have a monogamous relationship, uh, which we will probably talk more about later. So I think that's the two areas that I see that we differ the most from other couples. Yeah, and I and I think about I think the the sort of sexual heterodoxy, in other words, going outside the norms, is really just an ex, in some ways an expression of that first one that you mentioned, which is we do give each other more freedom in general than most couples would, and and sexuality is one part of that, and that's really coming from a deep value that was in our vows when we first got married which again we created all for ourselves our whole wedding was completely our own design so there was always already that yearning for our story our unique story um, where we specifically said this is not relation isn't just about us it's about honoring me honoring Mickey as an individual and Mickey honoring me as an individual and acknowledging that that individual path is just as important as the communal path, the path together. So in a way, if I take um, the comparison with the hero's journey of, of Joseph Campbell, who says like everybody is on this personal path to find his bliss, mm -hmm. it's an individual path. Yeah. What you're saying is, A relationship with two individuals has a journey on its own. Yes, exactly. It's its own journey. It's its own story. It has its own mythology. So often, you know, one of the great things that we do and we encourage other couples to do is look back at your history, your mythology. Remember all the events, all, you know, the early years, key events. And it's all part of that what we call an evolutionary story that happens both as an individual and as a relationship and for that matter as a as a human race <laughs> so that's part of the general what we call evolutionary impulse that is is intrinsic to every part of the universe and a relationship is no difference but it's a particularly intimate form of it. and the model like growing up waking up showing up can be explored in a relationship as it can be explored individually. Absolutely. Growing up, absolutely. The growing up is like Mickey said, it's working through all our own old wounds in other relationships, relationships of our parents, working through our sort of the pathological side of our history to relationships. Um, it's waking up, waking up to the whole sort of spirit you know transcendental aspect i mean to be honest all growing up and waking up can even just happen in within sexuality 
because you can, there's the growing up, there's the difficult part of finding what are your needs, what are my needs, or my jealousy, or your jealousy, and working through that, that's the growing up. But it can also then open up in sexuality to some wonderful kind of divine, transcendent place beyond the two of us. That's more the waking up. And tonight's the showing up. Whether you will use it or not, it doesn't matter. It's just a potential small exercise for couples who are listening and would like to try something. So, something like sitting opposite each other. And James and I have done this several times. And just closing your eyes for two minutes and then opening them and looking at your partner as if you see the other for the first time. And realizing I will never, ever know what it is to be James. What it is to be inside this man and to walk around in the world like James. And, you know, we, we've been together for 20 years, but I still can look at James as if he's a stranger. Instead of thinking that I know everything and that he knows everything uh, that's going on in, in me. So I just wanted to add that. No, it's cool. It's like makes me think of the the sentence. Um, we're all a mystery yeah. for each other, or how you say yes. it. We're all we're all mysterious people, and then we can at least try to understand each other. Mm. But at the end, we will stay a mystery. I like the poetic sense of that. Thank God, and 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 not try and domesticate each other. You know, don't turn each other into pets. You know, that's the worst you can do. You know, Esther Perel talks a lot about this, and I think she's inspired us quite a quite a bit. And I think you mentioned her too, Raf, in yeah, one of our conversations. Like But she says you need a bit of mystery in the other. So I like it if if Mickey goes off and and away for a weekend or something and has lots of sort of experiences you know with other people or in other contexts or, or cultures or this that kind of it turns me on you know that that has an eros to it so eros i see as the evolutionary impulse under everything and that's also need to stay alive in your relationship is is the relationship growing Is it does 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 it have a movement or are we stuck in a rut? About being fresh and new in the relationship, I mean it also applies to the sexual realm. Because I mean I James and I have been um I mean we have been on an evolutionary path uh sexually and I think the first year of our relationship um you know thinking that you know what your partner likes because you've had relationships and you think, you know, I didn't grow up talking about sexuality. So a lot happened without talking about it, but just meeting each other in a new way and just pretending that you know nothing about your partner and that you have to ask everything is also a new way of meeting each other sexually. Sharing what you like and don't like 
is an inc- is a very confronting and intimate experience if you can hold it without judgment you, without judge not only without judgment but without you you know you need some strength to deal with that um i mean if we're to get really personal you know i learned a lot from what mickey told me about how good sex her sex was with another guy now you might think that's just about the worst thing that you can hear and it was awful but in the end after i got over the sort of feeling small and ashamed and i realized well god you know she's got a point she's got a point and and i really took that on i thought okay i'm going to learn that, that that's a big step and that's that's where you know you need if you want to experiment with anything especially sexually you you need some kind of stability also to work from do you see what i mean you can't just experiment adventure experiment you it's that's the balance between in the polarity of of freedom and safety so given that we you know the sort of traditional part of our relationship is that if you like we our intention is to stay with each other forever that's the intention now we both know that that might not happen so it's not some blind sort of dogmatic principle but it is an intention so there's a, a there's a sense of longevity that that we have time to to work through these things that one the other one won't throw us out if we don't get it right straight away do you see what i mean that so some of that safety is needed i mean i think i think there are, there are two ways if if you're going to have a non-monogamous relationship there's there's the transparent way which is mostly i would say what um how can i put it the spiritual world recommends um and there's the sort of don't ask don't tell you know what some people call the french way um and we've gone mostly for the transparency way because i think that's the way in which you grow the most How is this it's, for you? It's more it's easier than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel you know some of the things we say feel like yeah, it sounds very simple. Um hmm. uh, and at the same time I also feel the 20 years of work that we put into it and I feel proud of it. Um hmm. It's not you know these things like oh yeah let's do it this way and it's easy it it doesn't happen overnight you know this is years of processing and and um what are you most proud of um i think i'm most proud of the fact that that when james and i met it wasn't so obvious that we were madly in love but it was very obvious that we had something to do together that we that it was relationship material and that it would be um that it wouldn't be easy and 
the, the biggest polarity between us is that James is really out there and adventurous and, and, and you know, the world is, the, the, um, I don't know. Uh, playground? Yeah, play, yeah, yeah, playground, everything. And, but also can also got really very, you know, before he met me, also got lost in it of jumping from one to the other and not really finding um, a place to land. Was there a time ever that you felt like it's James putting his story on me? I think we have we had our fight moments over, you know, is is my concept of relationship is 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 my need for safety and predictability. Is that you know is that going to be the the main one in our relationship or is James's longing for adventure going to win and to find the balance between those two and to I know that if I'm in a relationship that is too safe and too boring and too predictable I get really restless but a relationship to a re very restless man I become very sort of oh my god I have to I have to I have to make sure that the ship doesn't sink So I, I, and the polarity between us two really works. And I think we, I can, I think today we are somewhere in the middle. You see, I think most relation, in most relationships, there's some deep exchange that can happen in terms of growing up. And evolution. And one of the deep exchanges between me and Mickey was Mickey taught me the power and beauty of a nest. And in a way, I, I taught her the power and beauty of freedom. And we've both moved towards each other with, with you know, with, with a lot of bruises. Um, but I think some, and now, as Mickey said, we're, we're more in the middle and, and we may even exchange roles in that. Um, and the, the other thing I just want to say is, um, because I think this is a common misconception. You see, when we talk about adventure, adventure and the adventurer, the, the, the association people have is someone who just doesn't care or what the hell. I'm going to do it. But actually, that is a very wrong picture of risk-taking. Because risk-taking, which is adventure, seeking adventure, is actually makes you really vulnerable. So if I say to Mickey, oh, I, I would like to see if we can um, experiment in some way with another couple, You know, that if I come with a need or a desire like that, that makes me really vulnerable. So it's, it, it, it's just a, an important point because I, certainly for, for myself, I've realized that although I have that risk-taking adventurous side, I'm also really sensitive and scared of being rejected, of, of, of not having my needs seen or... You know, so it's it's really taken us a while to a long time to find each other in this and really 
honor and value those different needs and see the strengths and pitfalls of, of both of them. So, you know, I, I've been seeking in a way this, for this freedom to come out with our relationship and, and if you like, to, to share that with the world because that's part of me in spirituality for today is I want to show all of me, you know, what's and all. Um, and a relationship with Mickey is such a huge part of my life. I, I wouldn't want to conceal that. On the contrary, I, I want to share it with pride. Um, and my way is just to, I'm not good at thinking of possible negative consequences of things. So there is something a bit, um, young in me in that way or foolhardy, we, we, we say in, in English. Um, and, but it's really good because Mickey brought more the voice of safety and you, you know, what's this going to mean? And, and that the fact that, you know, my mother may listen to this or, or her mother or, you know, or our kids or, or whatever. And it was really good. I was glad she brought, because I don't always have that access to that voice in me. So I really needed it. But on the other hand, I think Mickey could give many examples where she's probably needed a bit of my freedom voice to 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 trigger a, a sort of developmental piece in her. Um, about seven years ago, um, we we had a, you know, we've had a challenging time with teen my teenage kids, and uh, we were a bit exhausted with family and village life. And James has always. Before he met me, he traveled a lot. And uh, one day he said, I don't think I can do... I, I, I need a year away from the life we have. I need a change. And we considered going and living in San Francisco for a year, but then it, you know, it, it was New Mexico, Santa Fe. And it was very scary. I had three kids that I had to leave behind. But... And it was easier for me to say no 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 it's not possible we have four kids and the school and 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 everything but i could really i could really see that it was very important for james to get away and that his the in the balance of give and take you he, he had been um you know giving a lot to the to the family with the four kids and he needed a break and it, it, you know, the, the, the person who needs safety and comfort and is family oriented often wins in a relationship. And it was a very conscious choice to say, no, this is the adventure side that is going to win. And I got so much out of it. Um, you know, I've be really, I really thought there were many moments where I doubted whether we made the right decision. But once we were away and we had this year in this amazing place that was completely different than Belgium, um, it was life-changing for me. And it would never have happened if I wouldn't have um, given the adventure side um, the space. And and just to be clear, though, it, it, it wasn't that there wasn't a cost of that risk that we took. So we went with Sydney, our son, who was then 
10 years old, I think. And we did leave three older kids behind, sort of mid to late teens. And, you know, I, I know, I'm sure there were times where they really hated it. You know, I think they were angry. Um, and I think it was the right thing for us to do. But I don't want to make it sound like that's just a happy decision for everybody involved. It was a tough decision where we knew there would be consequences. And I'd be very interested to hear what, what the kids would say about that now. They've mentioned it a few times since, that it was difficult, but they did learn a lot and, and so on. When there's no mystery in life, for me, spirituality is dead. When there's no mystery in this moment, in, in, in nature, in, in my relationship, there's no sort of deeper level that we can't quite grasp. So even meditation, one of the reasons I meditate, I don't meditate to, to be calm and zen. I meditate to keep the mystery alive. You're going to do some interviews with other people for the series. Who are you going to ask? Have you thought about it? I don't know yet, but I'm hoping to find some diversity, heterosexual, homosexual, um, possibly from people from a religious tradition as well as a spiritual tradition. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> If we launch the trailer, can people apply? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's a great... I love that idea. And as we're saying this, I think, God, it would be so good to have a, a question and answer session one day where people can, like, phone in with questions. I think that would be really funny. F funny, enjoyable. Yeah. Thank you for today. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ruff. I mean, it's not an easy thing to to guide but I really like the the way you've done it and I very we very consciously chose you <laughs> how was it for you yeah nice cool uh, comfortable uh, and a bit edgy but but totally fine um, and I have one hope for the couples listening that it will at least open some juicy conversations. <laughs>